Unity Water is proud to sponsor this podcast series because we believe great news, great solutions and great outcomes deserve to be shared. See what we're all about at unitywater.com. You're listening to the Australian Water Association's podcast series. I'm Hazel Flynn and joining me now are Tony Radcliffe, Senior Policy Officer, Victoria's Department of Environment, Land, Water and Planning, and Di Bowles, dairy farmer and creator of the hugely popular Facebook group, Show Some Dairy Love. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, Di, I think it's probably fair to say, isn't it, that no one understands the value of water quite as well as a farmer? That's right. That's right. Um, Without water, particularly where I live, we could not farm. We need it for stock water. We need it for growing our crops. We even need it for washing down the dairy at night and keeping our plant clean, so it's vital. And you're in the Goulburn Murray Irrigation District and Victorian farmers throughout the whole of the state are experiencing rapid change, but probably none more so than the farmers in that area. What particular challenges are you facing? The GMID, Goulburn Murray Irrigation District, or GMID, uh, is Australia's largest irrigation district. Uh, And over the last few years, it's been one of the areas that's most felt the reduction in water available for agricultural use both through climate change and through policy settings like the Murray-Darling Basin Plan that return water to the environment. That water comes from somewhere and that comes from the irrigation districts out. Uh, As well as that, the GMID is traditionally a dairy farming industry area and the milk price is at historic lows. So the returns to farmers are lower than what they've had before. We had the Millennium Drought, which hit the district very badly. And as water markets have matured and water trade has expanded, that's resulted in local farmers, dairy farmers, not having the ability to compete to buy water that users in other industries and districts do. So there's also been water moved out of the district that way. On top of that, in an effort to sort of counter changes and reclaim more water through distribution networks, There's been a massive investment of $2 billion from both the Commonwealth and the Victorian governments in what's called the Connections Program project, which is about improving the water delivery efficiency and gaining savings through the irrigation distribution network. But then there's issues about how that connects onto what happens on farm. Does it feel to you, Di, like a more challenging time than you've experienced previously? It definitely is. As Tony said, um, we came out of the Millennium Drought, then we had floods in 1011, um, and personally we had a third of our farm underwater for three months, which was a long time. Yeah. Um, and then during all that time we've had, um, as Tony said, milk price drops, a lot of change in the way that water is no longer attached to properties. We've had unbundling. Um, things like that, we've had to really think on our feet a lot of times and you think you're making the right decision but quite often it turns out to be the wrong decision but you're too far down the track to change. And so we've also got an ageing dairy population so we're not having a lot of new entrants come in. Um, The other problem we have is retaining staff and, and having people with that passion, you know, it takes a very special person to want to get up at five every morning and milk cows, I can tell you. I would imagine so. Yeah. Thankfully, somebody wants to do it. We appreciate it. All we dairy consumers <laughs> do very much appreciate it. Thank you. So there's a mountain of problems there. Now, Plan to Farm, the program, has been set up to help. Mm-hmm. What is it? How does it work? 
Plan to Farm is a tool that was initially developed in the uh, GMID within the North Central Catchment Management Authority that takes the view where traditional grants programs and incentive programs try to respond to one issue that farmers are facing. If you really want farmers to make really good decisions about how they're managing their land and how they're managing that water that provide you with environmental, social and economic benefits, you need to be talking to them about how they manage their farms and where they're wanting to go in the future. You need to be thinking that broader picture of all the different components of farming to be able to get farmers to make the right decisions around all the specific issues. So Plan to Farm is a program funded by the Victorian State Government, uh, by the Department of Environment, Land, Water and Planning with co-contribution from Regional Development Victoria. That is about working directly with farmers to provide them with one-on-one -on -one support and advice at the farm enterprise scale to really identify where they want to go as a business, look at their vision for their farm and then really go through what information information the farmers have available that supports them in making decisions they need to make to get to that farm, identifying their gaps, identifying their risks and working with them to develop an action strategy to get to where they want to go. The Victorian government's invested in this because it gives us the ability to get environmental benefits through better land use farming practices, economic benefits through greater productivity, environmental benefits through more efficient water use and better land management practices, and also social benefits by more resilient, more optimistic and robust uh, agricultural communities. So rather than the traditional model of say, drought relief or a grant for a specific project, this is a much more personalised, much more integrated approach, it sounds like. That's right. Uh, and what, as a dairy farmer, what I like is that the consultant comes to you, your kitchen table, it's confidential. It's not reported back to some government authority somewhere um, and it's free except for your own use of time which is invaluable and the uh, the whole conversation and the whole workbook can be personalized for your own business so the whole conversation isn't the same at every farm it's it's different for everybody and what you're needing at the time well let's talk about that that workbook is a, a very crucial part of it so what is the workbook how does it uh, how does it function the workbook is a series of questions broken down into various aspects of the farm, so starting out with what is the vision for your farming enterprise, and then stepping through getting the farmers to collate information on their farm and bring it back to the consultant that's working with them, uh, looking at how they're using water, looking at uh, their financial plan, uh, looking at their farm budgets, succession planning, uh, how they're managing for anticipated stresses like climate change, they've got flood and drought plans in place. Mental uh, health. Yeah, mental health and support networks. So what happens is that when a farmer applies to plant a farm, they do a preliminary assessment that uh, looks at their needs, where they, what type of farm they are, uh, where they are on their journey as a farm enterprise and allocates them a workbook advisor that can really help fill their specific gaps and needs. And that might be somebody from Agriculture Victoria or from the Catchment Management Authority, or it might be somebody from dairy industry who's got specific knowledge. It might be an independent consultant who's really good at um, financial sector. The government doesn't want to go in and talk to people about you know, what's happening in their budgets. Um, and so the workbook's a set series of questions, but the questions that are important to each farmer will be different. So the consultants will figure out where the farmers need 
to be focusing. They'll work through the workbook, answering those questions, getting that information, and that's really a trigger to have conversations with the whole family, with the other partners in the farming enterprise, sit around the kitchen table and talk through where the farm's going, where they're realistically at, and start making some of the decisions that need to be made to get towards their vision. Uh, what farmers get out of that is an action plan, which are the steps that they're going to take to implement, uh, to get to the vision. And then they have follow-up support through the Plan to Farm program at... For three years. Yes, for three years. So the same consultant, your same farm advisor, sorry, will keep in contact with you for three years, so check in on a regular basis. So there's a huge amount of value that's, that's being given there. I would imagine that one of the stumbling blocks might be that for farmers who need it most, they may feel that they can't spare the time that it's going to take to sit down and do it. They're too busy coping in the moment. Although I suppose the fact that the farmers apply for the program means you sort of self-select the ones who feel they do have the time. Has that been your experience? Um, yes and no. So we, we've also, um, as, as a farmer myself, I've actually tapped people on the shoulder and said, you really need to do this. Um, it's, you know, probably at the max half a day out of your, out of your busy week to do. And what I've found is the consultant that we're using it was quite flexible to fit in around our time. If you can put in the time ahead of, ahead of the visit to complete a lot of the workbook anyway, that time will be reduced because the time that you have that specialist sitting at your kitchen table is invaluable. So you need to be set up and organised and know what you want to ask and they'll be able to help you the best that they can. Now, you're not just a participant in the scheme, you actually are involved in overseeing it as well in a way, aren't you? Yes, so I'm a member of the steering committee. So um, I actually feel like I've gone full circle because I started out with the Catchment Management Authority um, just as someone that attended their events and that was nine years ago and I learnt about the concept of Plan to Farm at the, one of the very first events I ever went to. I then went on to be on their um, Natural Resource Management Committee and then I went on to be on their board, which I'm not anymore, but I'm still involved in this project and it's one from the very first time I heard the concept, I just thought this is just so necessary and it's been a long time to get this funded and to get to this point but I do think that we've got to the point at the right time it's when it's really needed. Um, there is such rapid change and there's so many conversations and um, things that people have to think about at the moment that they really need help and support even if it's just as a sounding board. You know, is this idea ridiculous? No, you know, go for it. I think that's really needed. One of the great advantages of the timing of delivering Plant Farm now so I spoke about the Connections project that's modernising the system. As that project's rolled out, farmers are needing to make decisions about how they want to connect to the modernised infrastructure. So what their water needs are, what sort of technology they're going to be using on farm. And as Connections has been rolling out over the years, that's been a bit of a sticking point. Farmers have had to go, well, I'm not sure where I'm going, or I think I'm going here, but I don't know, water markets are doing this, and making decisions about how to connect, possibly not with the greatest information basis, or not really having had those hard conversations about where their future is. Plan to Farm coming in and now working with the Connections program to get out, roll out, targeting farmers that are, are due to have these conversations and, and sign their Connections agreements means we're helping farmers understand and get the most out of their water and we're also helping the infrastructure modernisation, the Water Corporation, 
uh, speed up their process and know that the solutions they're putting in are actually fit for purpose and right for where the farmers are, not just now, but where they want to be in 5, 10, 20 years down the line. So for most participants, it will be a very positive thing, but it's conceivable that there will be people who work through the process and you know, essentially the bottom line that they haven't seen for themselves before maybe this farm is simply not going to be viable into the yep. future. Very exactly much. right and that's something I've been really passionate about and, and it's been one focus of it that it enables people to see that and to maybe step away or step back with dignity to be supported through that process because for some people it is a really hard choice to make. Um, we live at our workplace, we don't leave our workplace, we're there all the time. And so to make any uh, major changes is a big deal. So to be supported through that process is really important. Um, and the other thing that also happens in some of those conversations is um, people's depression and needing of mental health support. So to be able to have the ability for someone else you know, to connect you up to other things that you need is invaluable because you couldn't think for it yourself. Yeah. It is very early days, but what kind of outcomes are you seeing and how hopeful are you for the program? Going back to the conversation about people coming to the conclusion that they need to exit, uh, the very initial sort of anecdotal data, we don't have enough to be quantitative yet, is that um, about 10% of participants have come to the conclusion that they're looking to exit farming within the next five to 10 years. That can be heartbreaking on an individual level, but if you're looking at an irrigation district scale, that gives the ability to start planning water use and it frees up productive land to other people who are looking to expand. And we have seen that 80%, 70% to 80% of irrigators are looking to expand the amount of land they have under irrigation. So it does give them opportunities then to understand where there's demand to build irrigation, where people are likely to exit through those resources. Very interesting result is that about 70% don't have a detailed or up-to-date water budget and these are people who are having to make those decisions about how to connect to modernised infrastructure so it's a fantastic opportunity to get in and have those conversations and we are also seeing the mental health impacts that having these conversations uh, getting the husband and wife even to sometimes sit down and talk about things that they might not really be communicating about but when your businesses business decisions have to be made it has been quite an emotional process uh, some conversations do end in tears, mm. but we've got the signposting to mental health services and the consultants involved that are going out and delivering the workbook have had mental first aid training and also have support processes for themselves to come back and debrief so they're not carrying that load on. Uh, and I think that's got huge benefits for the community as a whole just to start people talking about things that, that are tough. So you're already seeing that, that um, glimmer of light and mm. you were certainly sounding very hopeful about it, Di, hopeful about the program. I am, I am. I've, we've actually gone through the process on our own farm as well and it's been invaluable and I must admit I'm someone that I thought I was fairly well informed but I actually learnt some things. Um, I forced my husband to sit down and, and listen to the consultant when he didn't want to and it was three and a half hours and he, going back to you saying about the time um, allocated to it, he found it invaluable. So he, he's actually now recommending you know, other people, you know, sign up, you need to do it. That's nothing like a convert, hey? That's right. <laughs> and it sounds like this is the kind of thing that might be then expanded. It might, in effect, serve as a trial program to go wider. Very much so. So from a government perspective, this is a fantastic trial of the concept. And full credit goes to North Central CMA for developing the 
concept behind Plan to Farm and promoting it and, and seeking our support to fund it. But um, if we get the outcomes we think we're hopeful we'll get out of this, then there's a strong case for further funding and rolling this out in other irrigation districts. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming in and talking about it, and we hope to hear more in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Ta. That's been Tony Radcliffe, Senior Policy Officer at Victoria's Department of Environment, Land, Water and Planning, and Di Bowles, Dairy Farmer, talking to us about the Plan to Farm program. Thanks for joining us.